Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and we talk about important things here. But this is not just for fun that we come together and get in the Word of God. We talk about important things, and we're talking today about children and raising children because children are our future. And I've noticed that children are often the ones that suffer the most when when culture becomes in a crisis. Of course, we have in our day and age today, millions of them, tens of millions have been aborted. But also, you often wonder, what's going on with the children? What's happening? Sometimes the things they believe some of the polls that we see, some of the statistics of how they're changing so dramatically. I heard just yesterday, Brown University, 40% of the students, 41% actually of the students at Brown University of Ivy League School identify as LGBTQ, 41%. And you see this grow, this growing number of, of young people that I suppose every generation wonders what's going on. And yet, we need to talk about this. And the big question we want to talk about today is, whose children are they? And who should raise the children? Now, if you're a parent, maybe it seems obvious to you, they're my children, and I'm going to raise them. But not everyone thinks that way. And I'm often amazed at people who don't even have families, who think they're experts in how we ought to raise ours, or Dare I even say, and I know some from personal experience, I once knew somewhat closely one of the leading child psychologists in the whole country who'd written textbooks on how to raise children, who's an educator, who had been a, at a high position in the American Psychological Association. I won't give his name here, but his own family was, might, might have been the most messed up family I've ever seen in my life seriously, with his own children who hated him, who hated one another, who he, it came to the point by the time in eighth grade, he hated them and, uh, and it couldn't, it could no, would no longer raise them. And yet this was the person teaching others how to raise children. So who do they belong to? Do they belong to the state as, as some would contend, or do they belong to parents? And de- or, or is it a joint venture together? And dare I say that I really believe that this question of who owns the children, whose children are they, is one of the biggest questions in our culture today, and historically, every culture deals with this question. Now, I'm going to argue that ultimately our children belong to God but let's look at an earthly sense and see what really what, what the Bible says. Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And so children, we see, they're God's gift. And as God's gi- a gift carries with it great responsibility. Who does he give the gift to? Well, he gives it to the person who, who has the womb, to the, the person who they came into the world through. Children belong to those who humanly spoken speaking created those children the mom and the dad that's who they belong to and that's who god uh, gives them to it says in deuteronomy 6 god is speaking of how a society how can can 
continue to pass on the faith and how a society should raise children. Deuteronomy 6.6, these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. This is life. This is your home. This is where you're going about your business. When you're lying down, when you're standing up, when you're sitting, when you're walking, when you're going here, going there, you are to be teaching your children. The idea is your children will be with you. They'll be with you. Nowhere does the Bible indicate that the state or the government should be the ones to raise children. Now, we see examples of it happening. Daniel, when the Babylonians conquered uh, Israel, they took the children back to Babylon. They took some of the smartest ones. They took the ones they thought would be the most influential. They took them back to Babylon where they indoctrinated them in the ways of the Babylonians. They taught them a new religion. They taught them a new language. They made them eat new food. They gave them, they gave them different names. They made them dress differently. These were all ways in which they sought to indoctrinate. And of course, the story of Daniel tells us how he and then his three companions were able to stand against that pressure and were made up their mind they would not defile themselves. They, would, they, they had lines and boundaries they drew, and as a result, they became mighty men of God. And of course, we're talking about 3,000 years later here, are we not? Scripture also tells us this. Jesus warned little uh, children, he loves them, and he says this, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. (laughs) Really? Really? Did you just hear that? I mean, I, I know of teachers, I know of parents, I know of adults who, have, who are making it their goal to cause children to not believe what their parents taught them, to not believe in God. Sometimes we, we talk about how they, I've got to watch the word I use here, or I could be uh, censored off YouTube. Uh, G-R-O-O-M-E-R-S can be a word that can get you in trouble here that implies there are people out there trying to recruit children into a deviant form of life, a deviant lifestyle. But there are. They're all, they're all over social media bragging about it. They're all talking about it. They're doing it. And we see these things happening, and woe unto those who would cause someone to do this. Who would even think about this? Who would even think that a a stranger has the right to raise or to influence or to uh, draw in or recruit someone else's children into a lifestyle or a way of belief that's contrary? Because here's the point, my friends. Whoever has the, shall we say, owns or whoever, whoever the children belong to has the right and responsibility to teach them certain things. And I'm contending that our children, in a human sense, they belong to or they are, the parents are the stewards of them. Now, parents certainly have the right 
and 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 and, and the freedom to recruit tutors or other teachers or to have other teachers involved in teaching their children things that they're not capable of teaching. There's nothing unbiblical about that. Galatians talks about children being under tutors until they're of a certain age. There's nothing wrong with having a tutor or, or drawing upon other instructors. But the ultimate responsibility must lie with, as Christians, it lies with parents, and we must reclaim that. And no one's going to give it to you. No one's going to give you that right. There will be people who want to take that and who feel that they can do whatever they want in influencing your children. And yet you and I must say, no, this is my responsibility, and I'm not going to be passive and give that up. I'm not going to let others do that. Now, along this lines is really, really important because raising children's tough. And you want people who will be allies with you in raising your children with similar goals. So this raises the question, not only whose children are they, I contend in the, in the, the yours to be stewards of, to raise. But the second question is, do you have goals and vision and purpose for your children? The sad reality is that most Christian parents, according to survey and research done by the Barna Group, most parents, Christian parents, born-again, church-going parents, their goals for their children aren't that significantly different from the goals that non-Christian parents have for their children. Oh, now listen, it's everybody wants their children to be financially stable, to be happy, to, to get a good education, to find a, a good spouse— Everybody wants that, and there's nothing wrong with design. If you're in the if unbelievers, want that for their kids. We'd want that for our kids as well. But those can't be priority above some, perhaps some higher goals. So I want to ask you: Do you have faith goals for your children? Do you envision them being Christians? Do you believe? Do, are they going to believe, or are you just going to leave it up to them? Are you just going to say, you know, believe whatever you want, or do you have it within your goal and vision? I want my son or daughter to be a Christian. I want them to know Jesus Christ. I want them to have faith. I have dedicated them to God, and I've asked God, and I pray for them, and I speak to them, and I have a vision that they will be a Christian. Do Do you have a vision they'll learn how to pray, that they'll learn how to read and study the Bible for themselves? Do you have a vision that they will love God and that they will love others, beginning with their own siblings? Do you have a vision that they'll honor you as their parents? You know, a lot of parents don't. A lot of parents don't think they have the right to teach these things. Modern psychology would say you just children are essentially good, just let them do whatever they want to do. Do you ever have a do you have a vision for their character? The book of Proverbs is instruction, biblical instruction, a model for us from the wise man Solomon, King Solomon, to his sons. And the whole book is instruction to his son. Dads, have you ever read Proverbs to your kids? Do you read Proverbs only thinking what God wants to teach you? Or do you read Proverbs thinking, this is what I should be instructing my children? Do you use even the exact same words out of the book of Proverbs in instructing your own children? These are important things. And then are you alert to those who might instruct them differently? 
Now you say, well, who might instruct them differently than Proverbs? Tell them, you know, get good. Proverbs says, get good friends. Watch out for the strange woman who's going to seduce you. Be a hard worker. Manage your money well. Watch what you say. Watch your mouth. Watch your tongue. Don't get in trouble over the things you say. Control your anger, etc. All of these life lessons that are in Proverbs. And then are you alert when you see others who are influencing your children? Movies, television programs, uh, music, peer peers, other teachers. Are you alert to how they might be teaching contrary to the things that you have as goals for your children? I'm not suggesting we can always shelter our children from all evil in the world, but you've got to be on the alert to anyone or any anything that's influencing them contrary to how you want to raise them. I guess I'm saying parents have high goals for your kids. Part of our hope, isn't it, that they all go beyond where we do? And that doesn't just mean they have a bigger house and they make more money or drive a nicer car, have a better education. It means they're better Christians than us. Have that goal for your children. Some of us may, weren't raised in a Christian home, and we're first-generation real believers, Bible believers, and we're learning these things. We've had to blaze a path, and we didn't know a lot of things growing up, or we didn't know a lot of things in our young adulthood or our parenting years. But with each Christian generation, we should become wiser, more biblical, more understanding, and help and, and have that vision. If, you're, if you haven't raised your children this year this way, don't give up on them. Our God, he's a gracious God. He hears our prayers. He knows our desire. He sees we're growing. And if the, if your children haven't been raised this way uh, yet, or they're adults already, keep them in prayer. Keep looking for doors. Engage them in conversations. Parents, it's never too late to teach Proverbs to your kids. The younger they are, the better. But it's never too late to teach those Proverbs to your kids. It's never too late for your kids to come to faith and, again, we also want in their in their children, our children's children, to be teaching these things. So much we could talk about. What do we want to say? God gave these children to you. It's a big responsibility. Don't be passive. Take it to heart. Work with it. Be faithful. Trust God to give you strength. And by the way, the key thing here on how you can be a good teacher to your kids, how you can teach them things, Deuteronomy 6, 6, these words which I'm commanding shall be on your heart. And when they're on your heart, then you can teach them to others. Amen? That's why we come here, isn't it? That the word of God would be on your heart, and you'd be thinking about these things. And when it's filling your heart, you can pass it on to others. It's, it's, it's tough, but it's easier than we think if we're, right, if we're walking with God the way we should be. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We love you. We thank you so much for the wisdom imparted to us in the Word of God. We thank you for our children and our children's children. What a heritage they are. What a beautiful thing they are. What a wonderful, uh, uh, what you've given us as a gift. This is a gift of you. You've given us, and we're so grateful. We love our children. We're grateful for them. We, Lord, sometimes they, they're hard to deal with. Sometimes they disappoint us. Sometimes they break our heart, but we love them. We want the best for them. We pray for each one of our children to have a vibrant faith in Jesus Christ, to know your calling upon their life, 
to love you with all their heart, soul, mind, strength, to love others, for each of our children to not be involved in evil, but to avoid temptation, to walk with you. We pray, Lord, that each one would would find their, their path in life, their calling in life of following Jesus, find the right career that goes along with that, find the right, right spouse, raise their children well, that they'd be happy and successful because they are centered in Jesus Christ. And help us, Father, we know these are their decisions. We don't, we've made our decision. These are our kids' decisions, not ours. But help us guide them and help us know how to uh, direct them. Help us not to be passive in our parenting. And help us not to let others invade and take over that we may not agree with what they believe and teach. I pray these things. Give us the courage to be good parents. We need it. Lord, we, we see our culture falling apart. We need good parenting. And we pray that we would, we would step up to that job. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Big topic. Big topic. Might be kind of touchy, huh? This really gets down to some very personal things I realize. And I stress again, there's people who feel they want to raise their children. Political people, government people, media people, people in the arts industry, they feel the children are theirs. They don't have their own, but they want, to, they want yours. And listen, don't doubt it. Don't play that. Be protectors. Protect their heart. Don't let someone cause your children to stumble someone who really, they ought to have a millstone around their neck. Don't let them stumble your children. Be on guard. Give them the instruction they need. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. If you don't realize, we come here every single morning, 830 a.m., get in the Word of God, talk about it, let it build our lives, pray over it. I hope you'll join us. Tell your friends. Pass the, post this on social media. I hope we grow our community. And, uh, and pray for this time. Pray for me and that God will continue to grow our community. If you're new, subscribe to the channel and uh, make, a, make a time in your schedule. You'll be here every single day, whether live 8.30 a.m. or later in the day. It doesn't matter, but I hope you join us. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.